0: Welcome to the Still Rowing Podcast. I am your host, Tara McCausland, and I'm grateful to be able to share this Still Rowing short with you today. I've been spending the last 30 minutes trying to figure out why my mic was not recording properly. I was sounding like a man with a stutter. (laughs) So hopefully we've got it figured out so we can do this short. But it's actually a good reminder that, as is often the case with the topic that we're Discussing today. Uh, Missionary work requires persistence and endurance and not giving up. And that's how I felt about this podcast. I almost gave up. (laughs) Because I thought I don't have time for this, I've got homework to do, etc. But the Lord always makes a way. So, as is the case with all of our still rowing shorts. I will be taking my message from a talk or a number of talks that were given in the most recent general conference. Now, I don't know about you, but I heard a strong theme throughout regarding missionary work. I recognize that missionary work is tough. We often bump up against pretty major obstacles when we are trying to share the gospel, So, today I wanted to hopefully give you a little bit of encouragement. First, why do we share the gospel? Now, I think we probably all know pretty well, but hopefully, I can share a few helpful insights to motivate you. Second, I wanted to talk about how we share the gospel. Elder Stevenson gave us some great advice uh, and some pointers on how we can do that. And finally, I'll share just a few words of encouragement so you don't get discouraged in the pursuit of gathering and strengthening Israel. President Nelson in his opening remarks of April 2022 conference said this, every person who has made covenants with God has promised to care about others and serve those in need. We can demonstrate faith in God and always be ready to respond to those who ask about the hope that is in us. Each of us has a role to play in the gathering of Israel. Now, as I said, It wasn't only president nelson that spoke of missionary work just immediately after president ballard spoke on missionary work and then uh, later on in the conference elder and i'm not going to say it right edu cadis of the 70 shared on missionary work and then finally we also had two members of the quorum of the 12 elder cook and elder stevenson i just felt like it was bam 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 one after another a strong reminder that as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have the unique opportunity and responsibility to share the gospel with our friends and our neighbors, with all the world. We have been commissioned as covenant-keeping members of the church to do this work. I wanted to share quickly a, a little story from my own missionary experience as I have mentioned often on this podcast, I served a full-time mission in the Leeds England mission. And in preparation for this Still Rowing Short, I wanted to go through some of my old missionary emails and uh, just be reminded of some of the the people that I taught and some of the the experiences that I had. And one that I wanted to share with you is about a couple that my companion and I taught uh, from Belarus. And I'm just going to read straight from the email that I wrote back in September of 2004. I wrote, Nikolai said something completely classic a couple of weeks ago. After having a really lovely appointment with them, for probably the hundredth time, I asked Nikolai how he felt about the Book of Mormon. With his endearing Russian accent, he said, I already told you, Kroshaw. I know it's true. He explained he knew because he'd felt it. After talking a bit about the Spirit and how good it made him feel, he said, and I quote, It's better than vodka. (laughs) I love that story. I had actually forgotten about that experience, but I thought, you know, Nikolai, he said it the best way that he could, that feeling the Spirit, uh, reading the the Book of Mormon, and being taught by the missionaries, it was better than drinking vodka. (laughs) And so if we ask ourselves that first question, why do we share the gospel? It's because it will bring joy into the lives of those who we share it with. Very often we don't have those, you know, momentous experiences where people are feeling the spirit and and they articulate those feelings and it's just all rainbows and butterflies. Very often that's not the case. Believe me, I had plenty of experiences as a full-time missionary when people had no (laughs) desire to speak with me. And any missionary can attest that you have plenty of those experiences. But when you do have that experience, when someone has not only felt it, but they are acting upon the feelings that they have, the, the joy that you experience is indescribable. There is so much that we bring to people when we are courageous enough to share the gospel with them. So I was actually reading from preach my gospel with my kids this morning and I read this paragraph with them. This is on page one uh, under what is my purpose as a missionary and it says the gospel of Jesus Christ as restored through the prophet Joseph Smith will bless their families and help them fulfill their deepest desires. They may not know why but they need relief from the feelings of guilt that come from mistakes and sins. They need to experience the joy of redemption by receiving forgiveness of their sins and enjoying the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, we could take that apart and probably discuss each one of those things. But I was asking my kids, like, who here, you know, a silly question, but who here has made mistakes? And of course, we all sat around the table and raised our hands. And who has felt guilt for making those mistakes? And, you know, my 14-year-old son rolls his eyes at me, but... (laughs) I think we all agreed, as we were discussing this this morning, that we were grateful that when we made mistakes, that when we we sinned, that we knew what source we could turn to for relief, Jesus Christ. And that is a unique gift and blessing that we have to offer people, helping them understand that through the atonement of Jesus Christ, they can have peace within themselves and in this chaotic world. You know what's really cool about missionary work and something that I found as a full-time missionary was that because God was in this work and because he loved these people more than I did, because they are in fact his children, that he would lead me to the people that needed to hear this message. So I was reminded of a time when I was uh, in an area in the city. It's rare that you just run into the same people in a big city But I very often did. So for instance, I remembered a time when my companion and I, we felt a little bit like chess pieces on this life-sized game uh, board of the Lords, because we had met a woman. Her name was Indora. This woman was from Liberia, and her brother was a member in Ghana. And she she gave us her home address and said, just drop by the next day and, and we can visit. Um, and I'll just read from my email, said, she said we could pop around the next day, but when we popped around, she wasn't in. Well, we headed to our next appointment, which was in the city center. We parked, and while walking to the house, we saw a woman walking ahead of us maybe 20 paces. And again, this was a totally different area than where she lived or where we had initially met her. And I said to my companion, hey, isn't that Indora? And sure enough, it was Indora. She was an, an incredible lady. She had so much faith, and we had made we were able to make an appointment for the following day and had a really wonderful first discussion with her. I was soon after transferred from that area. I don't know what happened to Indora, but that was one of those moments when I was certain that the Lord knew where Indora was, and he wanted us to find her that day. We forget that this is the Lord's work, and we need to allow him to use us as instruments. We don't have to do the heavy lifting. He will, if we will just be willing. And so uh, in Doctrine and Covenants 84, 88, one of my favorite missionary scriptures, it reads, and whoso receiveth you, there I will be also, for I will go before your face. I will be on your right hand and on your left. My spirit shall be in your hearts and mine angels round about you to bear you up. This was my experience as a missionary and continues to be as I prayerfully ask the Lord who he needs me to help. So next, how do we share the gospel? Well, this might seem like a straightforward question, but I think sometimes we get a little caught up in, you know, what am I going to say? And how am I going to say it? I don't want to offend people. And duly so, you know, we we want to maintain friendships and, and connections so that we can have access to people when they're ready to hear the gospel. But President Nelson reminded us, this wasn't in conference, but in the worldwide devotional given to the youth back in June of 2018, he said this, anytime you do anything that helps anyone on either side of the veil, take a step toward making covenants with God and receiving their essential baptismal and temple ordinances, you are helping to gather Israel. It is as simple as that. So recognize that gathering and strengthening Israel is so much more than even just sharing the gospel with those who are not yet members. That also includes reaching out to our friends and our family members within the church who need strengthening, and there are plenty of them. But one of my favorite talks on missionary work in conference was given by Elder Stevenson. He first talked about the fact that we simply need to love people. He said this, whenever we show Christ-like love toward our neighbor, we preach the gospel even if we do not voice a single word. And boy, do I know that's true. Of course, people have no interest in what we say if they feel that we are not interested in them personally. So if for you, there's no desire to share the gospel, perhaps start small and pray and ask for charity, a greater measure of charity and love for those around you so that you'll have a desire to share. Next, Elder Stevenson talks about sharing. He said, we all share things with others. We do it often. We share what movies and food we like, funny things we see, places we visit, art we appreciate, quotes we're inspired by. How might we simply add to the list of things we already share, what we love, about the gospel of Jesus Christ? Now, he said something really critical, I think. When it comes to missionary work, God doesn't need you to be his sheriff. He does, however, ask that you be his sharer. I think sometimes we think we're, we're being a great missionary when we, when we correct people and tell them what they're doing that's out of line with uh, gospel laws or commandments. In truth, I believe that unless we have a stewardship, and even then, we need to be careful about correcting behavior we have the opportunity to share with love what we believe and what we've experienced, the joy that gospel living brings to us. And so there's a vast difference between being a sheriff looking uh, to criticize people when they're not living in line with what we think they should be doing versus sharing our experience and our hope and our strength that we have gained by living the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, finally, he also suggests that That we invite, he said, there are hundreds of invitations we can extend to others. We can invite others to come and see a sacrament service, a ward activity, an online video that explains the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come and see can be an invitation to read the Book of Mormon or visit a new temple during its open house prior to its dedication. Sometimes the invitation is something we extend inward, an invitation to ourselves, giving us awareness and vision of opportunities surrounding us to act upon. I think that we can all do one of those things. We can all love. We can all share. We can all invite. When we start asking the Lord again, this is his work. He will do the heavy lifting. When we start intentionally, prayerfully asking the Lord, who is prepared to receive this message? It has been my experience that he will lead us to those who are ready. Or very often, ready to have seeds planted. (laughs) Doesn't necessarily mean that we'll see them in the font the next week. Just believing that God is in this will help us open our mouths and have the courage to do that. Here's a thought, a side note that I wanted to share with you. I think sometimes we wonder, what do we really have to offer others? Because we know faithful, Christ-like people around us who may already have a really close relationship with Jesus Christ or they may be of other faith backgrounds and traditions where they're excellent people doing much good in the world and they are happy. We may wonder, what do we have to offer? If that has ever been a question that you have expressed, I would invite you to go to an episode that I recorded a couple of years ago, episode 12. It's titled Connect the Dots 2.0 where the church fits in God's grand and inclusive plan for all. And in that episode, I discuss a few of these questions that you may have asked. God loves all of his children and is is acting in all of their lives. And so how can we claim there's only one true church when there are so many good, faithful people from other faith traditions and backgrounds? I also talk about do many paths lead to heaven and what is the value or benefit of receiving covenants and ordinances now versus in the life to come. So if you have asked that question, what do I really have to offer my awesome neighbor who already loves Jesus? (laughs) And I have some of those. I would invite you to listen to that episode, episode 12, uh, Connect the Dots. Now, finally, I wanted to share with you thought about not being discouraged. Now, again, as I was reading through some of my missionary emails, I stumbled upon something that I had written. I said this, we are having wonderful experiences here. The spirit is moving upon the people we are teaching, and many of them are progressing. As powerful as the spirit is, there are also those that we speak to who may feel it, but push it away. God is not a dictator. He will gently guide but never force, and I am seeing more clearly every day that as much as he loves us, he will never tamper with our freedom to choose. It makes me sad to see people reject something that would bring them so much joy, but again, it is their right to choose. And you know, I have felt some of that sadness recently uh, as I have watched some family and friends walking away from the gospel, and it stings every time I see that, I'll be honest. However, the older I get and what I would have told my Mm 22-year-old self who wrote that email was that God is playing the long game with all of his children and none of our efforts are in vain. We plant seeds and whether or not those seeds grow, we can be assured of one thing and that is you are more deeply converted yourself every time you open your mouth to share your testimony and you give the Lord a gift by remaining faithful and staying in the boat with him. So, regardless of the outcome of what happens when we open our mouths and we we love and we share and invite, if we trust that the Lord is in this, if we trust that he is working in the lives of those that we love, if we trust that he will continue to play the long game with all those who may have left the church, those who have yet to receive the gospel, we can believe that. Good things are coming as we continue faithful and courageous in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. I wanted to end with a few words from our prophet, again, from this most recent conference where he said, Brothers and sisters, the gospel of Jesus Christ has never been needed more than it is today. His gospel is the only answer when many in the world are stunned with fear. This underscores the urgent need for us to follow the Lord's instruction to his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We have the sacred responsibility to share the power and peace of Jesus Christ with all who will listen and who will let God prevail in their lives. Close quote. So friends, final thoughts here. I know missionary work can feel overwhelming. I get it. We all have a lot on our plate. It may feel like a burden (laughs) to share the gospel. But remember, Christ often ministered just to the one. And we can love and we can share and we can invite as he did. We can bring great joy into the lives of others. Remember Nikolai. For him, feeling the spirit was better than drinking vodka. And remember the promise in Doctrine and Covenants 18 where it says, If it so be that you should labor all your days in crying repentance unto this people and bring, save it be one soul unto me, how great shall be your joy with him in the kingdom of my Father. If we intentionally ask the Lord, who can I help today? He will lead us to those individuals who need us and when they need us. The gospel is true, my friends. Let's share it with the world. By loving, sharing, and inviting one person at a time. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Still Rowing Podcast. If you would like a little daily motivation to keep rowing, you can find me on Instagram at Church of Jesus Christ underscore SR underscore podcast and on Facebook at Church of Jesus Christ SR Podcast. Also, if you've been enjoying this podcast, if you would go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review, that would help us spread the word about still rowing. Thanks again for listening.